Welcome to Her Extraordinary Life by Design, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I'm your host, Leslie Gaudet, self-care coach for women who are ready to make self-care a priority to support them in life and business. Every week, I'll be speaking with inspiring women from various walks of life who will share their personal journeys and will discover how they have fearlessly carved their own paths as business owners, passionately pursuing their dreams, and creating a meaningful impact on their communities. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to Her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast. I'm your host, Leslie, and I'm excited to be speaking with my next guest, who is the incredible Kate Simpson. Kate is an energy healing practitioner who works with both people and pets. She's a certified emotion code and body code practitioner and master practitioner for the global energy method. Energy healing is a simple, fast, and effective way to permanently release trapped negative emotions mental energy, and correct physical imbalances from, in, and around the body. Releasing and balancing this energy allows your body to do what it was designed to do, rebalance, repair, and heal itself. And the best part is that you don't have to talk about, relive, or even remember a negative experience in order to release it. Her clients have shared that they sleep better, have relief from physical pain, anxiety, and sadness, and feel improved moods, focus, and energy. I can totally attest to this. I myself have had three energy healing sessions with Kate, and my results have been extraordinary in that not only am I sleeping better, but I feel more focused, calm, and confident in what I do, which for me is extremely important as one of my limiting beliefs was around being enough or deserving of success. And for that, I'm truly thankful. So let's get this conversation started. Welcome, Kate. I'm so grateful that you're here today and not only going to share what you do more in depth, but also to support me today as we continue my self-care series, which I believe self-care is so important and the lifeblood to our success in life and business. So welcome. Thank you. I'm very excited to be chatting with you today. I'm looking forward to it. So before we get into the conversation, please just share a little bit about your life, what you do, and then we'll get into the topic of self-care. Yeah, for sure. So for me, self-care is a a big topic. I'm excited to talk about it because I do what I do today because I needed to focus on self-care. And self-care is actually what led me to energy healing work. I was someone who had traditional jobs. I worked actually as restaurant manager for a while and then got into sales and spent so much time working. I never took care of me. And I actually ended up getting really sick from that, I had an autoimmune disorder I had to deal with and kind of used both an Eastern and Western approach to my journey and my healing and realized that I never wanted to get sick again. And so for me, the holistic doctor that I worked with, he's like, you've got to learn to manage stress differently. You have to look at, you know, enjoying your life while you're working. And so it really, it set me on a big journey of how do I want to live going forward. And so I really enjoy life now as opposed to just working nonstop 24 (laughs) seven. Yeah. And I'm so curious too about the, the pet side of it. Uh, Could you like elaborate a little bit more on that side? Because I've never heard of anyone doing energy healing for pets. Yeah, definitely. So as I was learning the emotion code, which is the the first method that I learned, it was a um, stress relieving process for me. And I was learning that and some other modalities. 
And I, I knew that you could work on animals. They did describe that to us in our training. And I had had a situation where one of my dogs got very, very sick and didn't really know what was going on for a while. And she was, um, she was getting sick all the time. She we spent about, she was about five days at like the ICU of a hospital, developed pneumonia, just was really sick and then got through that. But the trauma of her being in the, the hospital was just affected her. And so I started just connecting energetically with her doing emotion code work. And so it works the same as people. Animals have emotions just like humans do. And animals actually absorb a lot of um, energy and emotions from humans as well. So they very much, you know, you hear about animals or dogs specifically being there as companion animals. And it's really, it's, it's an emotional support for people, but they can, again, absorb our energies. They have their own emotions. And so I started just working on my dog, Luna, and helping support her after this experience she had in the hospital and started to notice I mean, her recovery from that experience started improving. And then a second dog had a different medical experience where it was really life-threatening and they gave him a short amount of time to live. And we just didn't like that that diagnosis. So we he had been in surgery and we said, okay, just, you know, they actually called us and said, we don't think he's going to live more a week. Should we just stop the surgery now and say goodbye? And we're like, Gosh, no, <laughs> finish the surgery. You get him well enough to come home. They did, they definitely saved my dog's life, which we're grateful for. They, you know, his gallbladder had to come out, his liver, there were some issues there. Definitely saved his life, but they still were projecting he wouldn't live more than a week. And so I just went to work on him and just asking what what emotions, but also what other imbalances could be released. And I found different things like toxins and misalignments and had to balance certain areas of his body. And in doing that and working on him kind of as much as possible, within about two to three days, the hospital called us and said that, well, we don't understand it, but all of his liver values have improved. He can come home. And um, they were thrilled. And he lived for two more years. He thrived. And so through those experiences of helping my own pets, I mean, I really just have a heart for animals and wanted to make sure that as I continue to work on people, that I could be a voice for animals and I could be an advocate for them. And so I've worked on, you know, dogs, cats, um, chickens, and horses thus far. (laughs) Wow. No, and I think that's incredible too, because animals, well, for me as well, I feel like it's an extension of my family. So, you know, and people do look at them when, you know, the, the whole term, fur baby, it really is like their family. And so if you can, that's extending the life by two years, two years is still, it's a, it's apparently a long time in a dog's world. So, or an animal's world. So I think that's kind of cool. So I, I'm, I'm glad that you shared that because I, I was curious, I had never heard of anyone doing energy healing on animals before, but I think that, I mean, it makes perfect sense because we are all beings with organs and toxins and everything, you know, like it's, we live in the same world. So we're all breathing the same air. And yeah, so I think it's, I think that's really incredible. So thank you for sharing that. So let's talk about self-care because this is the the topic of the day. 
And I, I really do love what you do. I think what you have done for me just in our interactions over the three sessions that we've had, I've really felt like it's made such a huge difference for me. So let's just talk about what self-care is to you and how has your definition of it evolved throughout your life and your career? Okay. Yeah. So I would say as it's evolved, it's changed a lot because I don't think I even understood the word self-care years ago and didn't practice self-care years ago. And I think that's a leading thing that, that sent me into a state of being sick. I would say that my definition of self-care is really just intentionally choosing a behavior, activity, or a practice that you do to really support and improve your health and not just your physical health. Physical health is part of self-care, but it's your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, and even really your environmental health, if you look at the environment around you that you interact with. And so it's really just choosing those activities to help balance your mind, body, and spirit through that. And, you know, that's how I look at it now. I didn't have a self-care practice years ago. So that's something I had to learn. I learned that by ignoring my own self-care. Really, I had put myself into a state of constant stress and in ignoring and suppressing emotions that I had. I didn't want to feel. I felt very obligated to my job above and beyond what was necessary to give to a normal job. And I could actually feel like my blood pressure going up. I could feel stress. And I just kept suppressing emotion after emotion. And it really put me in a state of fight or flight all of the time. And that can be, there's a time and a place that fight or flight response, a nervous system response is really healthy. There's uh, definitely a time where it's very unhealthy. And so throughout the, I would say the last 10 years, I started learning, okay, first I need to to learn to deal with emotions. And so self-care for me started with emotional healing. And then it was like, okay, what do I need to do to take care of my physical body and start improving my physical body? And then, you know, there's the mind-body connection. And so then it kind of evolved into, okay, what can I do to support myself kind of mentally? And, you know, I started looking at all of the aspects of my life and really connecting the dots that self-care is really taking time and, and choosing intentionally to support all of those areas. And I love that. I think we have that in common, but I think just a little bit, mine has switched a little bit. I started with the the body part, you know, the the, the physical aspect of, of like, okay, what, what am I feeding myself? You know, how to, for energy, like how it was feeling. And then, then I quickly, not too long afterwards, I started down that emotional healing journey as well. And I think putting those two together really made such a difference. So that's how I started in my coaching was really around, you know, emotional intelligence, emotional awareness of our own, our own emotions, but also our environment, like you were saying. And I, I, that's where I started. Uh, That's where I, I did a lot of my healing. And so I went from that scope, I guess, into then realizing, again, self-care is so much bigger than just that. It's the entire package. 
And that's where I found myself today. So I appreciate that you shared that. When you have, as you have been, I guess, learning about self-care and putting it into your life, have you found that you have to had to set boundaries or limitations around what you do? And what have you done that helps you to protect your self-care time? Yeah, I've definitely had to put up boundaries. You know, it started with just kind of the awareness of it. Like, okay, because, you know, I wasn't perfect at it at the beginning. It was just, it was a practice for sure. So I can definitely think of times where it was like, oh, out of habit, I made a decision that was not for, for my greatest good. It wasn't to care for myself. So boundaries definitely have, have come into place. And so I've, I've kind of created quite a few boundaries, um, but a lot just has to do with work and scheduling times when I work and when I don't work. You know, I am lucky enough that I, I work for myself. So it's I, I put limits on when people can schedule. I've discovered how much work is mentally and emotionally, you know, and energetically like good for me to do. And so I put limits in my calendar. Now, before I worked for myself, I just set like alarms in my calendar so that as I was working my normal job and had those normal hours I had to be there, I could set the alarm on my phone and it would kind of just tell me to just take a minute and stop and breathe or just take a moment and be in gratitude or something like that. I would just give myself those kind of reminders. But as far as like the boundaries, I had to communicate with my friends and my family that I was taking time for myself and that I wasn't ignoring them, that I needed to take care of myself. And the boundary, part of the boundary was just communicating that. So, cause they were used to me just jumping when they needed it, you know? And mm-hmm. so that communication piece was, a was essentially setting up a boundary for me, but I have just, I've looked at it from many angles too. Like, okay, what, what am I eating? Same thing. What am I eating? Okay. What's a boundary that is something that is a hard line. I'm not going to do this, or I am going to do that. And, and not letting something that is self-care become a stressor. Some things that are self-care for some people are not for others. And, you know, I think some people think, oh, I just got to go get my nails done or get a massage. And and those things are absolutely self-care. And for other people, it's a stressor. So there's knowing the difference as well. But I've definitely, you know, communicating that I'm going to take time for me and scheduling it when I can. And when I couldn't schedule it in the middle of the day, I would just do those reminders on my phone to kind of just make me pause and, and yeah. really Taking a pause is so beneficial because we tend to just, or at least for me, I would just get into a work rhythm and, and then next thing I know I haven't eaten in, you know, all day. And it's like, okay, that's, that's not helping my body. That's not nourishing me. So I've had to like do those types of things. Yeah. And I like the way you also talked about that. It's, it doesn't always work the same way for everyone. And I think a lot of people get hung up on that. They think that, oh, there's people talk about morning routines. People talk about evening routines. And just as an example, your morning routine could be you get up, 
you maybe do some stretching, you go and have your coffee and sit outside in your garden and relax and just listen to the sounds around you. And your evening routine to end the day could be you go and you spend some quiet time just reflecting on your day, writing in your gratitude journal. It doesn't have to look anything fancy. It doesn't have to be like everyone else. It's like, I think a lot of people just get hung up on the fact they think that there's supposed to be this big, huge thing that they do. And it just has to fit your lifestyle. I think when people start hearing that, they become more relieved. They're like, oh, I don't have to do like a whole laundry list of things because that in itself is stressful if you think that that's what you have to do. And I think when I learned that too, it was like, oh, this is great. And and it doesn't have to look the same every day. It doesn't have to Mm -hmm. be the same every week, as long as you're doing things to nourish yourself, like the essential things to nourish yourself. And then however else self-care plays into it, that's what you do. It's it's your lifestyle. So I, I love yeah. that you touched on that because that's really important. And, yeah. and being intentional too, like what you were saying, setting those alarms. Those alarms really like using your phone for for good in that in that instance is like helping you, like you said, oh, by the way, you need to take a break. Oh, by the way, you need to get up and stretch or oh, by the way, you haven't eaten yet. Go and have something nourishing to especially if you have a big project that you're working on and, you know, you just need you need that energy. And so I love that you brought that up. So thank you. Definitely. Yeah. I I think it's so important to just be flexible with it. You want to be intentional, but you, some people, you know, that's their personality and they need that regimented, they scheduling things and knowing what's going on every hour of every day is self-care for them. For other people, it's not, and that's okay. And so my mind's mind flows a lot and it's really just about being intentional. So it's, yeah. it's so true. Like, yeah, these morning routines or evening routines, it's it can change so long yeah, as it's abs- intentional. Yeah, absolutely. And while we're on that topic, could you share a specific self-care practice that you find energizing or restorative when you're feeling maybe stressed or depleted of energy? Yes, for sure. There's a few of them. For me, getting outside is you know, even if I'm just sitting in a chair outside or I go for a walk, I mean, walking definitely wakes my whole body up. And so I enjoy a walk when I'm feeling stressed. And I think the movement helps me get the stress out of my body. So going for a walk is one really incredible way, but sometimes it's just being outside in nature, in the environment. Even if it's cold, sometimes I live in a space where there's winter and there's lots of snow. So sometimes I'll just put my coat on and just go outside and breathe the air outside. So that's one way. And then my favorite way is really what led to my career, which is emotion code work. Specifically, if I'm in a stressful place, stopping and seeing where am I at emotionally and and noticing what I'm feeling emotionally. And it may be that I release an, an emotion that's trapped, but it also might be, okay, what am I really feeling right now? Like, and bringing bringing attention to what you feel with zero judgment is such a powerful self-care de-stressor. I encourage everybody to try it when you are stressed out. It's one thing to be like, oh, I'm stressed. But what are you really feeling within that stress? And if you can identify just without any judgment, the type of emotion that you're feeling in this moment, and then you just take a nice deep breath and tell yourself, 
you know, I choose to let this go. And that emotion was meant to be felt, but it'll pass through you and out of you. And you can just love your body in that moment because by processing that emotion, you just made a very, very powerful self-care practice. And that's going to help your body. It's going to help your mind. It's going to help your spirit. And so that doing that practice has been life-changing for me, truly. Uh, I love that. So with that being said, what would be your number one tip for making self-care a consistent habit, even when you're busy? So I would say, well, gosh, it's going back to what I shared earlier is really my number one tip. Well, first is just the commitment to it, to just truly decide that you're, you're worth it. Like self-care is the number one thing you can do. So one, making the commitment that you're going to take care of yourself. And then my best tip is really just setting that alarm various times throughout the day, because when that goes off, no matter what you're doing, you can stop and take a deep breath or stretch or just look out the window if you can't go outside or just choose any type of practice that is. And it only takes a moment to bring attention back to yourself, your body, your mind, your spirit, your emotions, your environment. So really setting an alarm is probably my number one tip. Thank you so much for sharing that. So last question, as an energy healing practitioner, where you're focusing on releasing trapped emotions, how can practices like emotion coding support self-care through cleansing negative and stagnant energy? Okay, so that's that's really important. It's important to understand that emotion is an energy, number one, and it's a human experience. So it, it's made by our body. And so it's meant to be felt. And so emotions and energy are meant to move. And so when emotions are stuck or stagnant, the vibration of that energy or that emotion kind of gets stuck in a part of your body and it vibrates. All energy vibrates at a frequency. So it causes the damage by interfering with tissues, muscles, organs, glands. It disrupts your body. So moving stagnant energy out with a motion code actually then takes that trapped energy, releases it from the body. And when that happens, that's where the body can then do what it's designed to do, which is rebalance and heal itself because that negative vibration is gone. So a motion code is a powerful way to identify and release those emotions through energy healing. Now, what's also really important to know is if you're focusing on self-care, you're moving stagnant energy out of your body. You really are. Any type of stretching or movement in your body can activate the same process. So taking an exercise practice or going to get a massage or get an adjustment from a chiropractor, doing yoga, all of those things can move emotional energy. It can, if you've got stuck energy, that will get it moving. So emotion code isn't the only way. Emotion code is probably the best way I know of to get very specific, to really identify what's stuck or stagnant and release it one after the other, after the other, after the other in a very quick, painless process. Yeah, I love that. And that's really how I felt like in our sessions together. Each one has 
almost revealed several things each session we've had even and not even being aware of it but knowing just the effects of it afterwards and feeling so good I I you know even if someone is skeptical it, it truly truly is something that I never even thought of that would be possible and it's just changed my life so I truly I'm so grateful that we met because I think it's just made such a difference in my life. So thank you for that. I am so happy to hear that. It, that just warms my heart. And, and it's true. You just feel lighter. You just feel good. Whether you under, you know, whether you know what was stuck or not, when you move that out, you just feel a difference. And I'm so thrilled to hear you share that because that's truly my passion is to help people truly find those those things that are limiting and blocked that you don't even know is there and be able to release that so you can just move forward. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I really appreciate you being here today. You've generously shared a lot of wisdom on energy healing and self-care and how they go together. And again, it really has been such a pleasure connecting with you. I cannot say enough of how just knowing you has changed my life. So again, I know I've said thank you, but I can't stop myself just to thank you again because it's just been incredible to get to know you. You're so, so. welcome. <laughs> thank you for uh, letting me be here to have this discussion. This was really great. I've enjoyed talking about my favorite topic. <laughs> oh, that's great. And to our listeners, be sure to check the show notes for Kate's contact information if you'd like to explore energy healing modalities like emotion code for yourself. I know her talents have made a true impact on my life and the many others she has worked with. And after hearing Kate, I hope, my hope for you is that you feel motivated to care for your whole self, mind, body, and spirit. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep believing in yourself, and keep building your extraordinary life one day at a time. Thank you for joining me on Her Extraordinary Life by Design. I hope you've been inspired and empowered by the incredible stories shared on this show. If you enjoyed this episode and the conversations we've had, I would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to leave a review. Your feedback and support mean the world to me, and it will help others discover the podcast and join our empowering community. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Together, we can continue to learn from these amazing women, uncover their extraordinary journeys, and be motivated to create our own lives by design. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, stay empowered and keep shaping your extraordinary life one day at a time. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. 
With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to electrocast.com and join our community today. Electrocast. Transform your influence. Electrocast. Electrocast. 